Okay, well, welcome to the podcast. My name is Christian Arkins, and I am starting this podcast right now. <laughs> this is my first episode. Um, I've never done this before, so it's going to be an adventure. Um, my first episode today that I'm recording is going to be a little free-flowed. Uh, there's definitely some things that I want to hit on. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about this podcast and why I'm doing it and what I want to do with it. Um, I'm actually doing it solo because I am stuck in Lima, um, which is definitely a double-edged sword. <laughs> um, I have good reason to be here. My wife is Peruvian, and uh, during this coronavirus uh, crisis, we are, we are stuck here in Lima uh, with really good food and really good weather, <laughs> but we are quarantined, so uh, the whole country's quarantined. They've closed down everything, so it's a little bit crazy. But um, anyways, so I wanted to just give you a quick bio on me. Um, I am a designer and creative director with about 22 years experience in the fashion industry. I've done all kinds of cool shit. Um, some positions more sexy than others. Um, but some of my notable uh, experience, was my first big one was Original Penguin. Uh, that we started back in 2003, 2002, 2003, and over the course of the following four or five years had pretty massive success. Um, so that was sort of my, my first big stint. Um, I have experience all over the world. I've lived in Europe for seven years, seven and a half years, uh, living in Amsterdam, had a big creative director position there. Um, I have had my own brand a few times. Um, I've actually just started another one. <laughs> um, it's called Mr. Rico, and um, this is sort of part of it, this podcast. Um, one of the things that I want to do with the brand and with this podcast is not just help creatives like myself, but I want to bring awareness to some pretty important global issues like climate change, social aware, uh, sorry, social change, like ending racism, for example. Uh, we're also very interested in helping to feed the hungry um, and dress the cold, as we say. Um, so with Mr. Rico, this brand I've just started, um, I actually don't know exactly what I want to do with it, <laughs> uh, which, which definitely goes against most textbook rules for starting a business. Uh, but I'm just sort of following my passions, and I want to do something really unique, and I want to see, sort of see where it takes me. And through the adventure, path, journey, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I want to just try to do the best I can and also give as much value to everyone as I possibly can, at least with a digital piece of the brand. Um, and basically what I want to do is combine my passions for food and cooking culture with fashion. Um, and... I'm hoping that through the sort of journey of this, of this process and also through this podcast, I'll be able to have a little more clarity with exactly what I want to do with it. Um, but this podcast is a really important part of it. So that's what I'm doing with Mr. Rico. This podcast, I will, of course, name Mr. Rico as being part of the sort of mother, mother brand idea. Um, but my real intention with this podcast is to... Um, also help creatives like myself um, build careers, 
build long careers, successful careers, find jobs, you know, if they're young, find internships, uh, build brands, um, grow their careers, master social media, um, and, 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 and some other things too, you know, like for example, uh, finding your why, you know, that's really, really important. And not to get like all Tony Robbins on you, <laughs> but uh, I found through a pretty long career so far that that's really fucking important for creatives. Um, so I'm a designer and I'll be bringing in to this podcast many guests. So normally I would start with a guest, but I don't want to wait. And I think that considering today, March 16th was the worst was the worst drop in the history of the, the stock market. Um, and also with this coronavirus crisis that we're in, I feel like it's sort of necessary now and relevant to do something like this. So I don't want to wait and um, I'm just going to have a go. And um, actually one of my very good friends I have planned for the first podcast. Well, it's going to be the second or third, also depending on how long I'm fucking stuck down here. Um, but when I get back to New York, I'll be able to uh, do this with Dirk. So Dirk Kickstra is a close friend of mine. He is a rock star fashion photographer. I've worked with Dirk a lot. And um, he's going to be sort of my first guest on the podcast. So that's coming soon. So keep an eye out for it. Um, I live in New York City. I travel around the world. Um, I've been to almost 100 countries. I've lived around the world and it's been a wild experience and I want to share some of that with some of the creatives out there who are interested in, you know, growing, growing their career and making a dent in the world. Um, I feel like I've made a small dent. It's not a big dent. It's a small dent, <laughs> but it's a dent, you know, um, with Penguin, for example, I mean, I still see those fucking polo shirts all over the place, like all over the world. I mean, still. I mean, it's crazy. That's just, you know, almost 20 years later. Um, and I feel like with that, you know, I've, I've been able to make a small dent and um, it's pretty awesome. So I'm hoping with this podcast and with what I can do with Mr. Rico over time, um, I can make a bigger dent. And, you know, I know that in doing that, I need to bring a lot of value and help as many people as I possibly can. And not to sound cliched, but to be honest, um, it's really important for me. I found that um, through the creativity that the fashion industry has given me as a designer and a creative director, I have opened up an entirely different side of myself and life and opportunity to see the world and do things that I never thought I would do uh, back when I was in college before I went to art school or back when I was in high school. So I grew up in the Northeast. My whole family's from New York City. I grew up you know, an hour or two outside the city. Um, and, you know, I, I come from a, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty classic <laughs> um, kind of background. Uh, my dad is a surgeon and, you know, was very sort of traditionally educated. And, um, yeah, just doing this is definitely not something that I ever thought I would do. Um, but, you know, now is my opportunity to give back a little bit and do something new and uh, have some fun with it. I'm also a passionate cook. Um, I tell everybody, and I've been saying this for years and years, and I remember actually um, almost 20 years ago, actually I think it was about 20 years ago now, um, sitting around as a designer for J. Crew uh, in New York, and with some downtime, I would just sit there and like write menus um, just for fun. And I would, you know, go home and make the food, you know, that I was, um, that in these menus that I was creating, 
and it was it was crazy. I used to run around the office and show the other designers, and some of them thought I was fucking mental for doing this. Um, some of them loved it, um, and I used to go home and cook these cook these these wild dishes I came up with, and uh, take pictures of them actually, and then show my colleagues. Um, it was funny meeting people from like real food countries. You know, like there was one designer who's actually really talented. He's quite a famous designer now um, in New York. And he is Thai. And he's from a country that is wildly well-known for food quality. And he used to totally laugh at me, <laughs> you know, because he's like, yeah, well, <clears throat> these things are like snacks that my grandmother used to make for us. <laughs> you should see what she used to make during holidays. You know, and I always thought that was really awesome. But um, but anyways, yeah, I want to I want to combine my passion for food and food culture with fashion with Mr. Rico, and then in this podcast, help creatives in their careers and in their lives, um, and then use food and food culture to kind of connect everyone. Um, I have had the luxury and the amazing opportunity to be able to travel around the world, and as a result, and I have an international family also. Um, I have a, my cooking and my creativity there has just exploded. And, um, my wife's country, Peru here, where I am now is, um, definitely in, in deserving of being in that top 10, you know, or even five, you know, for food cultures around the world. It is amazing food culture, uh, here in, in Lima, especially, but really anywhere here in, here in Peru. Um, so I've been very lucky to be able to experience that and uh, it's just completely opened up my cooking to a completely different dimension. And then on top of that, since everybody here is so, you know, cultured and passionate about it, um, I cook for lots of Peruvians and actually there's a lot of chefs in my mom, my, my wife's family. And um, there's a few times I get nervous, you know, with my audience because these people are... Um, have extremely uh, uh, sophisticated palates, and I'm actually making their food for them. So it's it's definitely um, make, gets me nervous sometimes, but uh, so far so good, and uh, I'm continually learning. And no way am I a master chef, um, but uh, I got skills in the kitchen, and I love it. I've been cooking since I can see over the see over the top of the stove uh, with my mom and my grandfather when I was a kid. And uh, it's something that I really love. And I think that for sure, if I wasn't a designer, I'd be a chef. Um, so this is my opportunity to sort of bring the two worlds together and help a lot of creative people uh, at the same time. So I think that creatives are really the most um, valuable people in the, in the definitely in the workforce. And then if you look at culture around the world, I'd say definitely in, in you know, in these cultures as well, uh, or within the realm of culture. I think that uh, creativity is, you know, solves so many problems and is sort of a very important part of the human condition. And I've learned to really respect it, actually, because although I did have creative instincts as a kid for a lot of reasons, and, and I'll get into those at some, probably some other point in this podcast, um, I'm also going to be pretty transparent here. I don't need to hold anything back, and I don't give two shits about it. So, I will be quite uh, quite open um, during this whole thing, and I think it can only help everyone. 
And so all that information and or, you know, thoughts, concepts, etc., will come as we, as we move along. But, um, but yeah, I have a deep, deep respect for creativity and I was never trained with anything creative formally until I went to art school, which was, you know, after I was 21, no, sorry, 23 years old. So before then, you know, sure, I used to draw and I used to, <clears throat> and I used to write poetry and I used to do these things, but I never, I never had any formal training at all and really no real encouragement either. Um, so it was all really new and uh, it was a pretty awesome experience being able to learn about it all and, and, you know, have an awesome time and have some success. You know, I mean, I haven't had whopping success at all by any measure, but I've had some pretty amazing experiences that's taken me all over the world. Um, and again, like I said, I've been able to make a little bit of a dent. So, so yeah, so that's, so that's sort of my concept. And um, again, it's a process to you know, figure it out. And uh, as one of my modern heroes, um, some of you guys may know who Gary Vee is, but he sort of always says that you have to love the process. And for that, this is, this is pure love of process. Um, so yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram, uh, Mr. Rico NYC, and on TikTok, uh, which I've gotten started on a little while ago, which is an amazing platform. If any of you creatives out there are um, interested in connecting with the young generation, um, they're all on TikTok. So make sure you're, you learn how to communicate there. Um, so I'm on TikTok at Mr. Rico NYC. Um, and those are the two platforms that I'm really mostly focused on. Uh, I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of product actually um, that I've set up on Etsy. I want to tell you about it. It's pretty cool. It's just simple stuff. You know, like my whole approach with product and I did want to bring product into this brand is one, I wanted to offer good prices. <laughs> you know, I don't want to offer expensive stuff. I've had my own brands in the past and I've offered all kinds of expensive shit before. I don't want to do that to people. I want to give this away at a reasonably on like a reasonable, honest price. Um, I also want to keep it simple, stupid. Um, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I want to keep it simple. And I want to be really careful about the point of view with fashion um, because actually my intention isn't necessarily about that primarily. Um, it's a little bit more about the message and the value that I can give to everybody with this brand um, and or the world, you know, with this brand and or, you know, my, my whole uh, commitment and sort of concept uh, and effort with it. So, so it'll be an interesting um, experience, <laughs> but uh, in terms of the merchandise, one of the things that's pretty cool about it is what I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure that the supplier was one made in USA, which is really important to me, um, especially now with this you know economic disaster, which by the way is not going to last long. Um, I don't know, you know, definitely. Educate yourselves um, as creatives in terms of money and in terms of the economy. It's extremely important for you to do that. No one ever taught me, so I kind of had to learn it on my own. Um, so it's been fun, so I'm sort of a, an eternal student there. But um, this one's not going to last long. I mean, the second they announce a vaccine or a cure for the coronavirus, which will come, the stock market's going to shoot through the roof. <laughs> Um, and actually, to be honest, right now, while it's down, is the best time to buy stock. Um, it's like everything goes on sale 
in a, in a recessive or bear market. So, so anyways, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> I will interestingly bring up these things through um, all the guests that I bring into this podcast. Um, I'm going to be sitting with lots of different kinds of creatives. I mentioned my friend Dirk before, who's a photographer. I'm going to bring in all kinds of people, writers, poets, musicians, painters, um, etc. So, you know, stylists, hair and makeup, you know, um, movie filmmakers, directors, you know, etc. So it's going to be a whole, a whole gamut of the creative professions on um, creative arts, dancers, you know, etc. Uh, lots of uh, really close friends who are in the arts, um, very talented people, um, some super successful. And um, yeah, I want to basically just help everyone. And I think that for us who are experienced in life, but also in our careers, I think that we have to, you know, it's our sort of obligation in a way to or honorable obligation to, you know, give back to the younger generations, really help guide them. You know, nobody fucking did that for me. So I really feel, and I really needed it. <laughs> um, I got lucky, you know, um, I got a lot of great experience early. So I had maybe five years worth of experience, um, max, like maybe even four years worth of like real experience from like working at Ralph Lauren, working at J. Crew, just doing like bullshit in there in their design teams um, before I was offered an opportunity through someone I met and through some of my vintage clothing collect, uh, collectorship <laughs> that I've been doing for a long time. Um, and I was able to meet a mentor of mine. I'd actually love to, I'm going to be bringing him on the, the podcast as well, but he's sort of moving around right now, so I can't bring him on yet, but he will definitely be a guest, upcoming guest. But he's a, he's a genius and um, like a big brother to me. And I uh, really look forward to that. But uh, anyways, I, um, I was able to get, a, get an opportunity with Penguin early on and, uh, you know, make a little bit more money and just really touch the, touch the, the, the silver lining <laughs> of, of the industry. And, and also, interestingly, um, the, how, how and where our industry overlaps with uh, the entertainment industry. Um, I can tell you some of the stories later, but um, it was pretty incredible. It was like my first full collection with Penguin, and Jake Gyllenhaal is wearing one of our polos on the cover of GQ. Um, so that's no bullshit. So that was like amazing moment uh, for us way back. But um, anyways, you know, I'm really excited about all of this, and um, I think that if I could give any bits of advice here solo on my first sort of intro episode. Um, it would be to, actually I could give a lot of advice, but if I could just focus on something a little more, I don't know, substantive and sort of life focused, I would say that for anybody who is interested in entering the arts right now, so whether you want to be a designer, you want to work in fashion, you know, in any creative capacity, graphic designer, um, stylist, you know, etc. Um, if you want to be any kind of, you know, let's say professional creative, I would just make sure that you really focus on why you want to do those things, you know? Um, 
one of the things that for me and you know it's i'll make sure that you guys are you know you guys get to hear all of this from me because i'm going to be pretty transparent here kind of shamelessly <laughs> um but your lives and your careers will be a series of ups and downs you know and especially as creatives you know we as creatives choose to take this path and it is not an easy path. If you go into medicine, or if you go into management, or if you go into uh, medicine, or you know other professions, you're going to have a much more stable uh, life. <laughs> you know um, that is for damn sure, uh, financially and let's say opportunistically. Um, I kind of just followed my heart, and I got lucky along the way. And they say that kind of happens when you do that, but I don't think it's fair enough to say that's the best strategy because I don't know that it is. Um, I think that um, it's, it's, it's probably smarter to be a little more calculated, but I think that if you have a really strong reason for being and a strong reason why you're doing what you're doing, um, I think that, you know, I think that it will always lead you into the right place if you have good intentions and you're not terribly selfish about it. I mean, I was terribly selfish about it at points. <laughs> and those were my, to be honest, those were my most unhappiest points throughout my career. Even if I was making good money traveling around the world and doing sexy projects. Um, at those times, my reasons for doing those things didn't make me happy. Um, another thing is, once you get up and going, you know, you got to... There's definitely a hustle to be had. You got to hustle, especially in today's world. Side hustles are like all good. Um, sometime later, I'll tell you a really funny story about what happened to me when I started my own brand years ago, um, which, you know, I, we stopped basically during the last recession. So, of course, now I think it's a great idea to start another brand during it. <laughs> so, so that's sort of funny. But um, again, we're creatives. So, you know. These things don't necessarily always add up for us. Um, I have I have much higher higher sort of uh, goals and intentions here with this. Um, I want to really help as many people as possible, um, and and I hope that if I just touch one, you know, it 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 really is enough. And I know that kind of kind of sound a little cliche, but I really mean that. Like I I only if I only get through to one person, um, that's enough for me. But um, I think it's going to be a really cool. I found that there aren't lots of great um, creative-based podcasts out there. I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the fucking time. Um, and I wanted to make a podcast that like really spoke to me and and to all the people that I've you know that I respect, that I've worked with, and that I've um, had the had the pleasure of learning from you know through the years about creativity. Because I think that we as creatives, we are sort of like emotionally, you know, driven. Um, and that's what makes us talented and, make, and what makes us kind of dangerous and unpredictable. Um, but at the same time, it can also lead us to some pretty fucked up places. Not just kind of interpersonally, but also professionally. I mean, I've been there. And it's crazy. And I have good friends who are fucking wildly talented who are there now and or have been there. So, you know, some of these people I'll be bringing on. And um, again, our intention is to give as much value as possible. So I would really f try and focus on why you want to do what you want to do. Um, 
actually, it's a funny story. When I started out and I went to art school, I had to write an essay about why I wanted to go to school to learn how to be a fashion to be in fashion. Um, and actually, sort of um, surprisingly, I didn't, or interestingly, I didn't actually go to school for design. Um, the reason why is because I had already gone to college and I fucking hated school. And I did not want to stay in school. I didn't. Like, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. And because I didn't have any prior creative training at all, if I wanted to be a designer, I could have gotten into the program, but it would have made me stay in school for like two or three years more. And I just wanted to get out and start working. So um, I basically just, I got into another program, which was like a manufacturing program, which was sort of like a general sort of general program. So I got like some design courses, I got pattern making, I got sewing, I got grading, I got sketching classes, color classes, but I took all kinds of extra classes um, at the school. I went to I went to the art school in LA uh, at FITM and I took a lot of extra classes in design and sort of learned what I needed to learn and got out of there um, and uh, <clears throat> went straight to be a designer. So anyways, um, I wrote an essay about how I wanted to combine food with fashion, <laughs> which is so funny because actually my entire career, I've been passionate about both, um, about cooking and about food culture and of course fashion. Um, but I haven't ever really had the chance to combine the two. Um, and with Mr. Rico, I want to do that. And this is why I'm here. And it's funny because even though I've been kind of planning this for 20-something years now, 20, 22 or three years now, I'm, I still don't really know exactly what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> um, all I know is that if I bring a lot of creatives together on this podcast and we use food as a sort of connector, um, everybody loves food. And even people who don't love food you know, need to eat food. So, so it's, it's a necessity in our lives, you know, um, music is a necessity in my life, but it's not a necessity for living, do you know, um, like food is. So I think that's, that's one of the things that I want to do, you know, with this, which I think would be really cool and interesting. And I'm going to come up with all kinds of cool concepts and topics and questions, and, you know, all kinds of things that will spark a lot of discussion about it. But, um, I look forward to actually having some chefs on, some food photographers, you know, some food stylists. That'd be really cool, um, you know, et cetera. So got a lot, a lot of friends, a lot of people in my network who um, are really talented and been doing all these kinds of things. So I really look forward to talking to them about how to help people in their own sort of trade, you know. Um, but anyways, let's see what happens. But I think it's really important that anybody young who is starting to get into the creative professions um, really think about why they do what they do. I have personally found, and fashion is really my perspective, um, and that, that does include some other you know, professions like videography, photography, because I work with so many videographers and photographers, which of course can shoot you know, all kinds of shit, but you know, at least with me, they were shooting fashion. Um, but I've found that fashion ha attracts a very selfish group of people. And that's probably not very surprising. 
But it definitely, in some ways, brought out the worst in me. But in some ways, it brought out the best in me. And, I, and one of the and it, it brought out the best in me because I, I th- one of the reasons why it did is because I was not prepared for that shit when I went into it. Like I didn't know a fucking thing about creativity. Like when I went into it, like I knew nothing. I just like to kind of like wear cool clothes and like go buy them and find them, you know. Um, and I liked I was like stylish people. You know, uh, my mother is very stylish. So like she always has been. So I've, I've always had a deep influence there. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I kind of saw this pretty dark underbelly, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is I got I got sucked up in for a while. And I kind of feel fortunate that I got sucked up in it on the earlier side of my career um, just because I got it out of my system. And, like, I don't give two shits if I ever see a celebrity again in my life. Like, I really care less. And I met some really good people. I really, I, I really did. You know, they get a bad rap. Um, but I read some real assholes also. <laughs> and, and regardless of who they are, um, one of the things that really just blew my fucking mind, and I'll tell you some stories later about this, but is, is, is really the power that those people carry with them. Um, it's it's unfucking believable to see that shit. Like it's crazy. Like I've seen some shit that like just completely flipped me out. Um, related to A-lister celebrities that I was spending a lot of time with, working with, and working for, um, who were able to just throw their weight around and just make shit happen, like in a second, <laughs> with people who are some of the most difficult people in the entire industry. Just watch them, like just notoriously difficult people in our industry just like fold up like a fucking puppy dog (laughs) you know when you tickle their stomach I mean it was just shameless to see that shit Um, but I guess there's some good things about it too so I can't say that it's all bad but I would just suggest that you know you find a really deep meaning that brings a lot of value to the world and to, you know, to yourself. Because we need it. I mean, look at the state of the world's in right now. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. And there's a lot of reasons for it. But, you know, the more you can bring your talent and passion and not just, you know, make the designers of the companies that you're working for more money, um... You want to be able to just bring as much value as you can and, you know, help make a dent in the world. Um, there's one thing I wanted to mention, too, I just thought of, and I didn't get to f- finish it before. But um, one of the things that I felt really strongly about when I got, got started with Mr. Rico recently is that I wanted to bring in merch, of course, because, you know, and like some product because, um, well, uh, I think if you bring in fashion, you know, to a concept, it's sort of inevitable. <laughs> I actually was planning on doing it later, but I just decided, what the fuck? I found somebody who is part of an incredible um, organization based in California where they basically make all their product there. And they are very climate-minded and environmentally focused and that really means a lot to me, you know. Um, I mean, I grew up at the beach. I grew up in the mountains. I like to snowboard. And I like to, I like to swim in beautiful oceans. 
I was lucky to do those things, but that's the majority of my childhood memories that were good. <laughs> so, so you know, when I see these big islands of garbage and plastic in the middle of the fucking oceans, I mean, it just like it makes me like I literally get dizzy and start want to throw up. Like it's just terrible. Um, the same thing goes for when I feel and sense racism. You know, I, I think fashion's very racist. Just to be honest, um, I think it's a very racist industry. Um, look at Hollywood; it's extremely racist. So, these are the kinds of things that I want to help knock down barriers for. You know, I have a I have an international family. You know, my kids are mixed. Um, my wife is beautiful. Um, she's got dark skin and she's beautiful. You know, and she senses racism all over the United States, and which I was never. You know. I, I always had a diverse group of friends, of course, but like I never personally was experienced that shit. You know what I mean? Until we got married, until we had kids, and I can now sense that re like for real, like not personally, but with her and for my kids. You know, and that's some fucked up shit. Like that drives me so crazy. Like underneath my soul. You know, like, and I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to help change that. Um, even a small dent is a lot to me. And I think because, you know, food is so important to me and food culture is so important to, you know, my whole life and my creativity and passions that, you know, seeing people go hungry also does the same thing to me. Um I remember uh, when I used to live on 30th Street and 5th Avenue, I used to live in this beautiful building. It was an old opera. It was, it was actually a building that was originally built like 100 years ago for the Metropolitan Opera. And all the walls and ceilings and floors were built extra thick because the opera singers used to practice in their suites. And it was a hotel for the Metropolitan Opera that was it's been converted into um, apartments. Actually, it was my favorite apartment I lived in in New York. It was a tiny that I've lived in my entire... I live in Brooklyn now. My entire experience in New York is my favorite place. Um, actually, now the neighborhood is quite cool because when actually when I lived there, the only thing that was cool about it was that down in... Um, at the, the, in the park down the street was where Shake Shack started. <laughs> and like I used to go down there you know rack literally was a shack in the middle of the park um, down the street on 23rd street and uh, and 5th Avenue where Broadway crosses 5th Avenue at the Flatiron building and that's where they started and that was exciting when I was living there because um, I used to go there all the time for those burgers but um, anyways I I um now the restaurant now now the there the the neighborhood is like super posh and it's like an ace hotel around the corner. I mean when I lived there it was like this tiny little pocket below um like where the Empire State Building is and between the Flatiron Building and then of course you know along Fifth Avenue. So you know, between like 5th Broadway, 6th Avenue, like this whole area, this tiny little area of like just a few blocks was just, it was a total shithole. And they have like beautiful buildings in there, you know, but it was like homeless people throwing up all over the street, like taking shits in the middle of the street. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But, uh, but uh, anyways, this was my favorite apartment. And I remember there was a, there was a couple that um, was homeless and would sit on 5th Avenue 
and beg. And I was, you know, and they actually they weren't just begging, they were living there. Um, and it was a, there was an empty lot at the time between like still south 34th Street. So it was around like 32nd, 33rd Street. Um, and there was this big empty lot there. And they were sort of parked up against the, you know, the barrier between the sidewalk and this big hole that was the ground where they were building this huge new building or something. And I used to walk past them because at Penguin, our office was on 39th Street between um, between 5th and 6th. Am I correct? Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, between 5th and 6th. So, so I used to walk up the street and I'd walk, you know, nine blocks to work and I'd walk past them every fucking day. And uh, I would every day bring them food or shoes or water or fucking beer or like something, you know. And I remember actually it was the first time I was there for a winter and I walked past these guys because I was living, you know, two blocks down the street. And I showed up and they were like sitting there bare feet. And there were a couple that was pretty young too, around my age. There was a couple nice people like from the Midwest that came over, got addicted to drugs, and just like fucking, they were trying to kick their drug, kick their drug habits, and just like ended up on the street. They're nice people, and um, I remember I was wearing I was wearing some kind of Timberland boots or something, and I just like took them off and I like gave them to the guy, and he fortunately had about the same size feet I did, and I ran home in the snow in socks <laughs> and came back with a pair of vintage boots that I had, you know, been collecting recently from someplace. And I gave them to her, the, the woman, they actually fit her, but surprisingly, it was like a couple pairs of socks and I brought some bread or something like, but, I, but that just set me off, you know, and ever since then I've had such a warm heart for, for people like this. So I, I, I want to also help as many people as I can with, feeding them and dressing them. So that's a big part of Mr. Rico and what we're doing here, including climate change and some social change, like ending racism. So, so yeah, so, you know, find your why, you know, really focus on, you know, what, what really drives you into these professions, you know, and make sure it's not all selfish reasons, you know, um, don't do that to yourself. And, and, and definitely don't do that to the rest of the world. <laughs> you know, um, find a bigger reason. You know, that's a, that's a really good lesson. And dig deep for that shit. And actually, if you want help with it, I can help you. Um, I went through the entire process. So, you know, you just reach out. You know, reach out to me in Instagram. Reach out to me in TikTok if you want. And uh, I'd love to, you know, hear your, hear your, hear where you're at, you know, and, and, and try to help you um, as, as much as I possibly could. I'd really love to do that. Yeah, so that's Mr. Rico NYC um, for Instagram and TikTok. And uh, you can find me there. And um, I think that this will probably conclude this first episode. So sort of an overview, some thoughts. Um, hope you guys are excited. It's going to be really cool. And we're going to be able to um, do some new things. I mean, I've never experienced a podcast like this one that I want to make. Um, or, and for, for that reason, a brand like Mr. Rico. You know, I've never experienced a brand like that. So it's quite unique and um, something I'm really looking forward to. And also something I don't really know how it's going to end up. <laughs> so so um, anyways, thank you for the time. It's been awesome. And uh, it's been a really fun podcast episode. I've never done this before. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And again, check me out at Mr. Rico NYC on Instagram, Mr. Rico NYC on TikTok. And um, yeah, let's connect. And I will be sure to blast everywhere <laughs> um, the next episodes that'll be coming very soon. So thank you very much. And uh, I'm going to sign off. And uh, yeah, I will uh, talk to you soon.